one of the biggest things we've noticed is that like creative, of course, is what matters the most in, in all of this. And so how do you drive testing within creative and kind of understand that specifically? So we're really focused on breaking up the content. And, and we obviously do, I think a number of brands do, which is tag their content. We're looking at things like the hook. We're looking at things like native elements incorporated. We're looking at things like call to action and studying what's working, what's not. You're listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast, conversations with industry leaders on new trends and products that can grow your business. Today, host Jordan Rogers Smith sits down with Kevin Goodwin, VP of Performance Marketing at New Engine, and Bianca Bradford, Director and Head of North America Agency here at Meta. Together, they'll discuss the success Reels has seen as the new performance driver and how agencies can bring additional value to the creative process. You are listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Rogers-Smith. And if you want to learn from industry leaders about new trends and products that can grow your business, then this is the podcast for you. Today, I'm joined by Kevin Goodwin, Vice President of Digital Marketing at New Engine, and Bianca Bradford, Head of North American Agency here at Meta. We're going to be talking about Reels as the new performance driver, the success New Engine has seen, and with it, how agencies can add additional value to the overall creative process. But before jumping into the discussion, I'd love for our guests to introduce themselves. So Kevin, you know, I'd love to start with you. Tell us a bit about yourself. My name is Kevin Goodwin. I am the VP of Digital Marketing Strategy and Creative for an independent agency called New Engine. New Engine is a full funnel digital marketing agency with capabilities in influencer, strategy, media, creative, affiliate, and much more. I started my career in-house and I have since moved on to the agency world for the last seven, eight years. And I'm just really excited to talk about the value I think agencies can provide and kind of innovation, especially when it comes to new platforms, new mediums like Reels, the importance in understanding the consumer and the role that agencies can play in that. So really looking forward to the conversation today. And thanks for having me. Welcome to the podcast. And Bianca, tell us a little about yourself. Sure. Hi, and good morning. Good day, all. Bianca Bradford, I lead Meta's North America agency team. So I have the privilege of partnering with agencies from large to small who run the full spectrum of campaigns on our platform. So it's a fantastic opportunity. New Inge is one of our favorite clients to work definitely for today. So excited to be here and talk with Kevin. Ah, it's great to have you. And so Bianca, I'd love to start with you. Can you set the scene for us? Like how has short form video and reels changed the consumption landscape and the way consumers are spending their time? For sure. You know, it's interesting because you start, you mentioned the word consumers, and I like to think of that in the world of short form video. And when I think of short form video, it is really today's cultural currency. You think about it, it's very digestible. It's a relatable format. And its evolution now includes how we watch, how we share, and how we create content. For us here at Meta, we have, obviously, we talk this stat a lot because it's pretty impressive, but 3.8 billion people using Meta's apps. And on our apps, 2 billion reels are shared each day, and that's continuing to rise. So if we think about the fact that they've already embedded into these circles of influence, and drive relevance and audiences in a way that engages, again, and the way that they've changed how they consume, how they watch, how they share content. It's a pretty, pretty remarkable way in how short form video has done that. Yeah. And, you know, 
Bianca, I couldn't agree more. And as I was thinking and kind of preparing for this, what came to mind for me was just like the exponential growth in content and content consumption we're going through right now. Just the amount of time spent creating that content, the amount of time spent all of us watching that content. And so impacts of that on how every brand now needs to kind of think about themselves almost as like a Hollywood film studio of like, how can we produce this content at scale? And we were just down with a client this week, Men's Warehouse, who's focused they have a studio at their offices and they're super focused on just like agility the ability to like create same day content based on something that's happening in the news or a trend or anything like that that's one side of the spectrum another side is just like partnering with creators and influencers and using kind of others to outsource and have content created for your brand every single day and so i think reels is obviously such a great vehicle for that short form video is obviously such a great vehicle for that I'm super fascinated to watch and see what happens with kind of some of this longer form stuff. I know Reels is testing 10 minute videos. How is that going to steal share from stuff like TV like it already has? And what is the impact to us marketers as we think about things like mid-roll and just really capturing attention of the consumer as the medium shifts and the type of content shifts? So there's a number of things you touched on there, Kevin, that I'm definitely going to come back to, but I'd love to start with understanding a bit about how you view short form video. Is it something that is still in the test and learn phase for yourself? Is it sort of fully fledged to being deeply integrated into the way you approach working with your clients and the, the marketing strategies you put together for them? Is it somewhere in the middle sort of, or as you just described, have you completely rethought how you do marketing to put reels and short form video at the heart of it, given the growth and the consumption? Where are you on that spectrum and how do you view it looking into 2024? It's a really good question. And I think kind of the root of it is what are our clients as we think about it? What type of content do they have and how capable are they coming up with that content? I think a lot of our clients get a little bit scared of kind of the proposition of reels and the burden of or the barrier to create really compelling 15, 30 second video that they maybe have never done before. There's super easy ways to go opt into the platform and kind of think about that. So we really think about what do you have at your disposal? What makes the most sense from a starting point? Let's do there and then let's look at what it what the ramp up looks like. And so I think there's kind of the easy like opting into the format from an advertiser perspective without really truly investing into content that is native to the format. There's still real opportunity there. We see, we see value there for advertisers. And then there's getting into actual like short form video production, which again, is it kind of a different skill set? We have our own in-house creative team that is, is quite gifted in this and they're used to working with creator content or kind of branded content. So in those cases, I think we're focusing on how do we build something that's native? How do we build something that's entertaining? How do we leverage creator stuff? How do we kind of mix and match brand content, creator content? And then I think there's really kind of like the leaders who are the ones who have great content engines who are just open to testing and open to innovation, who are really pushing the dials there and thinking about what it looks like to really be the innovators within this platform, within this content forum. That's interesting because Kevin touched on a number of things here that we're seeing more broadly in terms of clients and advertisers really embedding reels into their marketing strategy. So he touched upon a few things. First is this idea of authentic connection. And if you think about where the audiences are and what they're primed to do while they're there, this Reels is a fantastic placement for it. Then from a marketing standpoint, it's a discovery engine. So individuals really are in the mindset and not only discovering, but actually moving down the purchase funnel and ultimately actually buying. And then as Kevin mentioned, this idea that there is a world of opportunity from a creative standpoint 
not only in terms of making your own, but partnering with creators. And that really leads to that volume of content that folks are actually engaging, consuming, sharing on the platform. So there's three different aspects that make it such a prime place for marketers to, again, connect with consumers in a very authentic and actionable way. Bianca, I would add to that too. I think like you talk about a great medium for it. We may get into this a little bit later, but I think specifically to speak to a younger audience as well. And I'll talk through some data we have where it's not just young folks using short form video. Like I think everybody's using it. We see great results for it, but like Z medium or Gen Z really kind of video and short form video specifically. And so how do you go speak to that group that's growing in purchasing power, growing in influence in our culture? It's short form video and it's on social media. So if you need an excuse to go get into it, you want to expand your Gen Z influence, I think Reels is a great way to go do that. And so you've both mentioned about the quantity of content that people need to be thinking about. And so if you're a more traditional marketer or someone who hasn't gone fully into Reels yet, you might be thinking, oh, wow, that's like a lot of things I need to think about. You know, how do I make sure the quality is high? Like, how do I even begin to do all that content with a small team or small budget that I have? Kevin, like, how have you approached that problem? And how have you built your team in a way that allows you to do that while staying authentic, while being able to be agile and, and not get bogged down and just having to stay always on top of it with the highest produced content possible and really just getting drowned and overwhelmed by the sheer amount of things that you could do or the amount of potential that is out there? It's kind of the burning question, I think, for a lot of brands right now. And so I, I think it's important to figure out, first and foremost, we lean heavily on both through our own resources and through our clients' resources to create our content. These are folks who are so good at this. They've mastered the art of short form. This is their job effectively. And so how do you tap into those networks, really expand that out? And I think one of the key things we found within that is it doesn't have to be a, a macro or celebrity influencer. Like we talk a lot about like micro or nano influencers, folks who are just good content creators. They may not have millions of followers on Instagram, but they can create great content. And so that allows has allowed us or our clients to scale up production quite significantly without like really big cost impacts. So we're talking, you can give some free product to these folks or even just the opportunity to be a part of your program and then later, you know, maybe get compensation for it. I, I think the other thing is with the placement like this, authenticity, Bianca said, and native elements really matter. And just don't overthink it too much. Keep it simple. I really love the idea of brands using like store associates to film some content from in the store. Have someone take a cell phone to a video shoot or a photo shoot, or even walk around your office. All of these things are just fun ways for people to connect with the brand that require about five seconds of someone's time to shoot a quick video. Maybe there's a few minutes to edit it. So just think through all the ways you could showcase your brand through video and then bring that to bear and edit it up and, and get it ready for the platform. And I guess, Bianca, from across the wider spectrum that you're able to sort of see, how are you finding that people have been able to solve such a problem? I believe it's the suite of options that Kevin just mentioned. So obviously, creators being a fantastic outlet, not only in terms of knowing the medium so well, but also natively speaking the language. And it also allows brands an opportunity to extend their audience through a creator's audience. So just think about the exponential opportunity there. But then also through the partnership with agencies like Kevin's, who are well-versed in the world of creative content across many platforms and truly understand the consumer. So there's a number of options that we have available for brands to, again, kind of extend their audience through creators, 
partner with agencies. And then there's no, there's really no wrong way to do a reel, especially because this is an opportunity to test and learn. It is a lo-fi, very, but still kind of quality craft way to leverage the format that consumers like to speak in, in a way where you can discover what works best for your brand. Just get in there and try it as well. What we like to say, it, it doesn't come with high production costs. So Kevin mentioned at the start, although we're doing the, the craft, it is not at all the typical budgets that one might see from a television production standpoint. So it is a really easy way to figure out the best way to connect with your consumers and ultimately what moves them, especially from a performance standpoint, which is the purpose of this podcast, what actually moves that purchase funnel. And so Kevin, you mentioned earlier on, there is these sort of stages to working with reels. You mentioned just dipping the toe in the water with like opting in and then thinking about how you maybe optimize that a bit better and then going, you know, full short form full video throttle. first, full reels first, like full throttle. Throughout your journey, throughout that process, like how have you found out what creative has actually worked best? Like how have you thought about those problems and sort of what are the learnings that you have taken away and the strategies you're applying based on those results? And how are you knowing in a sense that these things are working well and you need to do more of this and less of that? It's a challenge. I mean, I think it's always a challenge, but it's like there's so much opportunity there. And so the way we approach it is actually through really structured testing. And, I, and there's a few other elements to that. But what we've been doing for the last six months or a year is very, very structured tests because it's this new platform for advertisers. There are a lot of questions and we want to try to get to like real answers that says this works or at least this works for your brand. So we've been running a number of tests around campaign structure. Do you run all your you know placements in aggregate? Do you run Reels content across the meta products? Not just Instagram Reels placement, but the feed is an interesting one we've been trying. And then what's it the importance of kind of running native reels creative versus general creative on reels. Does it work? Does it not? So we've been running a lot of tests like that. And then I think Jordan, to your point, one of the biggest things we've noticed is that like creative, of course, is what matters the most in, in all of this. And so how do you drive testing within creative and kind of understand that specifically? So we're really focused on breaking up the content. And, and we obviously do, I think a number of brands do, which is tag their content we're looking at things like the hook. We're looking at things like native elements incorporated. We're looking at things like call to action, like studying what's working, what's not. We're looking at things like creator, the kind of like consumer background as we think about who we're going after with this type of content. And so just a, a lot of great insights have come out of that. I'm happy to talk through some example tests that we've run with a few clients where we actually just seen great results. Kind oh, please of do. Please share. I will, well, yeah, share away. So we have actually a number of great case studies, and some of these are, are somewhat hot off the press. So I'm kind of excited to. to oh, I love being these, a scoop. Always like, I don't think I've ever had a scoop on my podcast before. So let's go. Yeah, that's right. These are not seen by the masses. Um, Net, yeah, not seen but, yet. Um, I mean, I, about to be the whole world is going to know about these. So we actually have two that kind of just finished. I think they're really interesting, kind of like side by side with each other. One is a cosmetic skincare brand called Color Science. This was a very kind of like bottom funnel conversion focused campaign, ROAS target, new customer acquisition target. And so what we found was that Reels specifically drove a 19% lower cost per acquisition by driving 90% more purchases. So we were able to achieve kind of the same scale we normally get, but much better efficiency. And I think the sub bullets of this are the most interesting in that we saw the 25 to 34 age group specifically outperform that benchmark at a 30% lower CPA. And so what that tells me, right, is younger folks, as we talked about earlier, this content can really resonate with them. 
But I thought what was really interesting was the 65 plus age group saw an even better performance. There's some noise in the middle age groups. But it, again, I think we're all very quick to, as marketers, jump to these certain assumptions of, oh, short form videos of Gen Z. I said that earlier, but it's resonating with everybody. It's just an addictive content and it's a great content medium that people are using. So that's bucket one. And I think what's interesting about Color Science is their strategy is very creator focused. So all content is kind of influencer get ready with me, makeup application examples. And so it's all kind of UGC type creative. The second one that we just recently wrapped up was for Men's Warehouse, who I talked about earlier, is kind of having their ad production studio. And this was actually a, more of a brand awareness, kind of full funnel brand intent test that we ran, but same you know, positive results. Reels helped drive a 50% higher action intent. So we were looking at kind of consideration as well as lift on the awareness side. And I think what's particularly interesting about Taylor Brands is the content for them was a bit more brand focused. It wasn't necessarily creator led. And so again, I think one of those kind of common misconceptions is we need creator content. Yes, that content is great. Yes, it tends to work better, but no, you actually don't. So go test it, like see what worked for you. That branded content might actually be really compelling to the consumer. And so get it in reels, see what you can do with it. I love what Kevin just touched on because he mentioned the full funnel, if you will, and that no matter where you think about that funnel, Reels delivers against it. So both from the brand and awareness through convert consideration phase and, of course, down to that lower funnel and those really meaty metrics that he just shared. So Reels really is a place for the entire marketing funnel. And I appreciate you dispelling some of those myths that we often hear from a branding standpoint all the way down to the performance aspect of it. And then you also covered, again, if you think about what I'll call the building blocks of Reels, it really is. We built it where no matter where you start, there is a place to go. Moving from Reels as a placement to Reels as a creative strategy or creative first strategy. So we think about this in the language of what we'll call kind of the creative essentials. Obviously, vertical video with audio sound on, that is the way to go now and being mindful of those safe zones and that we've seen that drive improved performance. And then as Kevin mentioned, going to the next stage, which is building in that what I'll call native language of real. So potentially human presence, a very interesting hook in the first few seconds, and then being entertaining and entertaining can mean a lot of different things, but making sure that it's entertaining, digestible. And then again, because this is where consumers are, you've got to be relatable and make sure that they understand and relate to the content that you're putting out there. So there's just many steps to take reels to the next level. And we've tried to think about that in the way in which we think about partnering with our audience in order to tell that story. I think, Bianca, what you're just saying kind of about all the different elements, the relatability, the hook rate, it's a, both a daunting task, but also like a performance marketer's dream of all the different ways you could cut it up and manipulate it and try to find different variables that drive to success. Like it's really opened up the aperture as far as how you can build successful content for digital ads. I think back even just four, five, six years ago, like static images were the name of the game. Video was getting going, but that was our medium. And now we have these short form video concepts that could be as long as 10 minutes that you're talking about what's the different hook? How do we match hooks with different pieces of content? What are the native elements we're bringing in? How do we close out? Is it a brand end card? Is it something else? Is it a price promo? There are just so many little variables to go test and differentiate with and also just be at the cutting edge of this. It's a little nerdy. I get excited about it. I think our creative team gets excited about it. I believe in general, performance marketers, growth marketers, these are the types of opportunities they like because there's so much kind of blank space to build their own strategy and, and find kind of pockets of performance. 
So I'm going to move on to a section where those three are completely biased about. Bianca, you work for you lead the agency team in North America. Kevin, you work at a, you you lead the marketing department at an agency, and I day to day also spend most of my time working with agencies. So. We are the most biased group when it comes to agencies. But I do feel that agencies are in a quite unique position. And I think, Kevin, you've explained already some of the different ways that you think about this problem across in a much broader way than sort of an advertiser may do sort of in isolation on their own. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about what you see as the sort of unique positioning or the unique elements that agencies have in New Engine in particular that can support advertisers as they begin to develop and work with reels and, and make it a key part of their day-to-day -day, you know, market activities. The list is so long, the amazing ways us agencies contribute. But no, I started my career in-house and moved to an agency. And so I at least hope I have some degree of balance here as far as kind of the values agencies bring. And I think two big things come to mind. There's a number of kind of smaller things. But the first is like, I was just talking about how there's so many different variables and there's so many different ways to get started. And I think the benefit we can provide is that portfolio of knowledge say, hey, these are the places you should start. These are the things you should be including. These are the types of tests you've run. Here's what we've seen in testing so far. And here's what it means to you. And here's how it informs the strategy we have for you. So a good example could be, hey, we know we want to have native elements in the content. So at least one of our pieces of content, as we think about testing, should have some sort of native element. And what I mean when I say that is something that's like what someone would post an organic content on Instagram Reels, not just a, a production asset that looks super polished. But bringing that testing POV to the client and showing them what's worked and, and where they can mitigate risk or mitigate waste as they step into this opportunity. I think the other one, and, and Bianca hit on this a little bit earlier, just the strategy capabilities, like really the tools we have and the ability we have to understand the consumer. We spend so much time trying to understand who's on Reels, how they're engaging with Reels, the type of content they're looking for. And that's like the first step in our creative process regardless is an audience understanding and what do these consumers want? How are they motivated? We are firm believers at New Engine and kind of audience are creative as a targeting mechanism. And so when we're designing, we are designing for an audience. We're saying this ad should go reach this audience. And so I think our ability to bring a number of sources with consumer insight and research to the process allow us to amplify and add on to what brands already have with their own first party data. And we found it to be very important as far as generating great creative that's going to resonate with consumers. Kevin Bianchi, you know, as we look to the future of Reels, you know, we're at the end of the year, here, maybe start of 2024. By the time this comes out, when you look at the way things have evolved in the last 18 months, 12 months even, and how rapidly this medium has grown and has captivated such a large amount of time and attention, what is it that excites you both when you look ahead for the next 12, 18 months? Bianca, I'll start with you and Kevin, you, you can have the last word. I'm actually going to quote Kevin in this. And he said earlier in this podcast that Reels is a performance marketer's dream. And if you think about the possibilities of where that can take you and all the new things that we're building on top of it to make it a lot more interactive, to really engage that consumer and to drive them down the funnel, I think that's the perfect. I almost wanted to do a mic drop uh, for you, Kevin, when you said that. But that's the exciting part. Is, again, this audience is growing. The number of people on the platform are growing. Their usage of Rails is growing. So it just creates the perfect mix of opportunity for ways to connect with consumers in an authentic fashion and ultimately get your brand right in there in the center of that action in an engaging way. So that's the part that I'm most exciting for. So Kevin, I teed you up for even more nuggets to end this podcast with. Oh, man. 
Thank you, Bianca. I, I should have done the <laughs> mic drop a little bit earlier, but thank you for doing it for me. I think we've hit on a number of the points throughout this. And I think Bianca said on a number of great stuff just on kind of this like the zeitgeist of short form and how important it is in like culture at this point in time, which is such a key part of how we think about what's important. I think one I was just thinking about this kind of leading in, into this and just anything is content these days. And I'm almost ashamed to speak to the randomness of some of the content that I find myself watching for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, five minutes, you name it. I'm like, what am I doing? That was a lot of time. I really was, and I have no idea what I just watched. And as I zoom out from that broader concept of just like everything being content, two things come to mind as the future of this. One is brands really becoming these like content production machines and really thinking of themselves as that. And I'm sure we'll start to see brands and I'm sure they already exist who really start that way and have a product obviously or a service, but are focus so much on content. They'll have content teams. They'll have folks who are really focused on this. And so I think that's going to be something super interesting to watch. And then I think the other piece of this with all that, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention AI and artificial intelligence, the role that could play in all of this. We have recently had some conversations with a, a technology partner of ours who built a tool to what Bianca was talking about earlier that can identify hook performance, re-splice hooks based on what's working, what's not. Again, we start talking about performance marketers' dreams. This is like automated analysis that's splicing and editing. And what we saw was really great content that fit together, still work really well together. So as you think about just infinite content, how can we leverage technology to make sense of it a little bit quicker than us humans can, move a little bit faster and creating better versions of ads that are going to resonate with these consumers? That's obviously a slippery slope, but I also get really excited about the potential there and the ability to think about really blowing up your strategy, especially if you're new to this. There's a lot of hurdles. Technology is one way to help clear those hurdles. So excited about what's- As a little bit of the creative geeking out on that, and I love that. Everything that you just said and moving into the the uh, realm of AI, which is, again, so fascinating and exciting to think about. So I appreciate you kind of going deep on that area. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating space that we could probably spend a whole hour, two hours, half a day talking about in, in, in great depth is the endless possibilities and the way it's going to democratize and disrupt everything. It's like, I think that's for me, one of the most exciting things about 2024 is just like how that whole space is going to go. And that is all we have time for. So I hope you enjoyed this episode on Reels as a performance driver and how our unbiased view uh, at agencies can add value within your creative process. A huge thanks to Kevin and Bianca for joining us today and really sharing your expertise. There are links to any of the resources mentioned in today's episode in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Business Innovation and Technology Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get notified whenever a new episode is released and help us share these insights with others by leaving a five-star review. We hope you enjoyed this episode on Reels and would like to thank today's guests, Kevin and Bianca, for sharing their insight and experience with us. You can find links to any resources mentioned in today's show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you for listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast.